Christian Heritage Ministry, in cooperation with Fuller Seminary, proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles E. Thy mercies are tender, are firm to 
I'm uh, glad to see so many here today. And as you sing through the first time, turn around and shake hands with as many as possible. Give everybody a good Long Beach welcome. Now, really lift it up on Heavenly Sunshine. Heavenly Sunshine. That's it. Turn right around and shake hands. Heavenly sunshine through once more. All right. Heavenly Thank you and be seated, please. Grace, the 
every state in the Union. Good many servicemen who always are most welcome. The Navy seems to predominate, but they're a fine-looking bunch of men, and most of them seem to know the old hymns, even Heavenly Sunshine. We hope that those who can come again will try to bring some of the unsaved friends with them. Dear Brother Fuller, I'm a soldier stationed in Bordeaux, France, and I heard your old-fashioned revival hour from Luxembourg last night and was really good to hear some old-fashioned preaching and singing again. I just drank it down and wish there were more such programs for us soldiers to listen to. We seldom hear anything of a religious nature, but if anyone needs that kind of help, it is the soldier abroad. Oh, do keep up the good work, Mr. Fuller, and keep those wonderful programs coming our way. Good letter, isn't it? Dear Mr. Fuller, although I've heard you many times and attended your broadcast in Long Beach, I felt that my religion, modernism, was satisfactory for me. About three weeks ago, I came under conviction, and then I went to see your picture, How Firm a Foundation at Long Beach Auditorium. That was all I required to make me realize that I needed a Savior. That week, I accepted the Lord, and my wife's prayers were answered. From Texas, dear Dr. Fuller, 
We so much enjoyed your film, How Firm a Foundation. It was good to see you both in the choir and the quartet and Rudy and George, and it sort of made us feel more a part of the great, wonderful family of the old-fashioned revival hour. The color in the film is very good, and we're so thankful that way out here on these Texas plains has come to us the blessing that this film brings. Well, if you would like to have a film to show in your church, do write us. We do want all interested people everywhere to see this film. It has a real message. It takes about an hour to show it. You may have to go on a waiting list for a while, but there's, for there is a great demand, but I am sure that your church will enjoy seeing this film and be helped, too. From Alaska, dear bro- Brother Fuller, we hear you from Anchorage every Sunday morning, and I sure am thankful. I am a fisherman, and I can hear you on my boat if I'm not in town. I was saved October the 1st, 51, from a drunkard's grave and worse. But since I'm a Christian, I am very, very happy. I know many people who listen to you here, and we ask your prayers for the missionaries here. Dear Brother Fuller, I am a cross-country truck driver, always on the go, and I hear you every week as I drive over the roads. I thank God for your program. It's good. And I look forward to it. Then this last one is from a serviceman in a veterans hospital in Indiana. Dear Christian friends, as I am a GI just back from Korea and laying here on my bed, hearing your program and tears on my face, I have to say I am a sinner and I feel my lost condition, but I'm not ready yet to be a Christian. Your son's program was a swell one, and I hope he keeps up the good work. Even overseas, God was good to me, and I want to be his child. I'm glad God looks on the heart, but man on the outside. Pray for me that I may give my heart to the Lord soon. I like to hear you preach, and the music is swell. I know a good many of you will feel led to pray for this young man, that he may find God. He longs to be his child. And that is all I shall have time for today, friends.
just in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand and sing two verses of number 138, more about Jesus. But before we stand, may I read you out of God's Word, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. The way to life is through death, dying with him, buried by baptism, planted together in the likeness of his death, sharing his resurrection life. And to you who are members of the body of Christ, may you die daily to the things of this world and to the things of self, being made conformable under his death. May we stand and sing more about Jesus, what I know. sing one verse of sweet hour of prayer. You don't need your song sheet for this old, wonderful, heart-stirring song, sweet hour of prayer. Sing with us out in the radio audience, and to those of you who are going through deep trials, just bow your head and sing with us, and ask the God of all comfort to give you the peace that passes all understanding. Let's sing together.
heads and our son Daniel will lead us in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we come to thee today, the one desire of our hearts would be that we might know thy Son and thus know thee better. Lord, we pray that thou wouldst cleanse from our hearts any desire for the gain of this world and that we might count it all but loss. Lord, we therefore pray that those who listen to this broadcast today as the songs go forth, as the message goes forth, oh, we pray that they may come to see Jesus as he truly is and all the other glorious things that are true about him. And we pray that many may be truly born again today. Lord, bless particularly our servicemen away from home today in army camps in this country and also overseas. Lord, we pray that, that today they may know the strength that is in Christ. They may know the joy and the peace that is in him. That they may be kept from temptation. That those who belong to thee may be strong in their witness for Christ. That many more may come to know him as Savior and Lord. And bless also their families who remain behind. And in these times of loneliness, we pray that they may come to know him, the friend that sticks closer than a brother. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
listening to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour featuring Dr. Charles E. Fuller, evangelist and Bible teacher. His message today is titled, Signs of the Times. Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 7, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll return after Dr. Fuller's message to give you additional information on the various resources that are available from this ministry. Behold the King in His glory, so resplendent with the light of His love. Now my heart will leap for joy and with singing, I shall join the ransom chorus above. When mine eyes behold the King in His glory, then new beauty in my Lord I shall see. I shall reign forevermore with my Savior, with the Son of God who died for me. Oh, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like Him at last. In His image we shall someday awaken, when the cares of When mine eyes behold the King in His glory, then new beauty in my Lord I shall see. I shall reign forevermore with my Savior, with the Son of God who died for me. When mine eyes behold the King in His glory, then new beauty in my Lord I shall see, I shall reign forevermore with my Savior, with the Son of God who died for me. Just 
Just over in glory land we'll live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Their songs of sweetest praise drift back from heaven shore. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the 16th chapter of Matthew. You'll need your Bibles today, so a word unto the wise is sufficient. The latter part of verse 3, But can ye not discern the signs of the times? Can ye not discern the signs of the times? And then Luke 21, 7, And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And in thou note, What is the sign when these things are about to come to pass? Lord willing, I'll only have time to deal with few of the signs of the times. Now, last Lord's Day, the message on the old-fashioned revival hour was based upon this general theme, the budding of the fig tree. I jumped right into the middle of things for a specific purpose. Now, three times I reminded you last Sunday, that is in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, references made to the parable of the fig tree <clears throat> or the budding of the fig tree. And we learned last Lord's Day that this budding of the fig tree refers specifically to God's dealings with the nation Israel in the closing days or the days just prior to our Lord's return. In reference to Israel and her recognition as a nation after 20 centuries of wandering among the nations of earth, one of the great miracles outside of the incarnation and resurrection and ascension of our Lord, is the rebirth of the nation Israel, bone to bone, according to Ezekiel 37. The last days marking that short period of time between the budding of the fig tree, that is, the recognition of Israel as a nation, and the personal return of our Lord in power and in great glory. We should know from God's word what to expect, and knowing those things that they are to come to pass, be ready for the Lord's return. Take heed to yourselves, Luke 21:34, lest at any times your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness, and the cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye, therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Are you ready? Now, how long this period will be in between the recognition, the budding of the fig tree, and the personal return of the Lord from glory, I do not know. Except... I do know 
that it will be a short period filled with a concentration of world-shaking events, events which will come to pass with great rapidity. And the reason that I say that is this, Luke 21, 32. Let me read it to you. Verily I say unto you, this generation... Now that word, many Bible students say it refers to the nation, race, or people. I believe that that's a secondary meaning. Well, the primary meaning of that word generation simply means this, that the generation in which you see these things begin to come to pass. Lift up your head, for the day of your redemption draweth nigh. I want you to be awake, not be ignorant concerning these things, the appalling ignorance of God's Word over the land today. The reason we're in such a mess, I won't go into that right now, is because we have departed from the Word of God and left the foundation, left our moorings. I'm speaking as a whole, in general terms. Now, however, before we consider these last day events, as found in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, May we give you some background, some foundational teaching. And my earnest desire is that you may know, be able to give a reason for the hope that is within you. Now, one thing should be kept clearly in mind. And I want you to see this distinction. There is much confusion along this line, and we want to try to clear it up in your minds. The Word of God, as I read to you in Matthew 16, 3, speaks of the signs of the times. But note in Luke 21, 7, which I read to you, what is the sign when these things are about to come to pass? There is a difference between the signs of the time and the sign. Now, jot it down and let's study together. Today we'll dwell upon a few of the signs of the times, next Lord's Day, Lord willing, dwell upon the sign, according to Luke 21, 7. And the answer to that will be found in the three books referred to, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now God's Word sets forth certain mileposts, signs of the times to prepare His children to be ready for the last day period, to know that the sign, when it does come to pass, that you'll be ready. In other words, be awake and occupy till he comes. When certain signs appear, then be ready for the sign, the outstanding sign. First of all, take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah the 11th chapter, verses 11 and 12. Now, we want to have a foundation for the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And faith is the foundation of things hoped for. In other words, the Word of God is the foundation of things hoped for. And I want to build up in your mind a good foundation. Isaiah 11, 11 and 12. And it shall come to pass in that day 104 times that phrase, in that day, runs like a beacon light through the 66 chapters of Isaiah. That the Lord shall set His hand again the second time uh, to recover the remnant of His people which shall be left. goes on and names 
all the places in the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. That was spoken 2,500 years ago, and right before our very eyes. In May 1948, we have seen the fulfillment, the beginning of the return of Israel from among the nations. My, my, how you and I ought to be on our knees and, and into God's work and winning souls and sending out missionaries and pouring out as never before. And Occupy, we're 11th hour workers. Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verses 21 and 22. Thy people also shall be all righteous. Now notice, they shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. And then we could go into one of the minor prophets. Go into the little book of Amos. Into chapter 9 of that minor prophecy. And find these words, verses 14 and 15. Now note the wording. Amos 9, 14 and 15. I'm not giving you my words. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I, God speaking, I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof, and they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon my land. And in spite of all the confederations of nations and plans of men to the contrary, Israel is going back and she will keep her land forever. Now that's God's word. And so the regathering. Here's one of the many signs preparing the way for the sign. Before our very eyes, we see the returning of Israel, the recognition of Israel, the budding of the fig tree, the fulfillment of prophecy <coughs> given 2,500 years ago. Now, in the New Testament, another sign, and I am only have time just to mention these, is the great apostasy. Second Thessalonians. God tells us that just before the day of the Lord, that there will be a falling away from the faith once for all delivered unto the saints. Notice in Second Thessalonians, second chapter, we find these words. We beseech you, brethren, so forth. Uh, third verse, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, preparing the way for the man of sin the son of perdition. And the falling away from the faith is right before our eyes, neglecting God's Word, departing from God's Word, despising God's Word. And this great apostasy, a departure from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, prepares the way for the appearance of Antichrist, the man of sin, the great world leader, and the great world government 
when there'll be no man will be able to buy or sell, save he have the mark of the... And here we are. These things coincide, dovetail together. When you see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head. Now in Second Timothy, the third chapter, verses 1 to 9, the moral breakdown of civilization. In spite of all of your scientific improvements and and growth in spite of all of your worldwide education. God's Word says that in the last days there will be a moral breakdown among the nations. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good traitors, petty, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And over the land today, 90% of the population is away from the house of God, I believe, neglecting the assembling of their sel- themselves together. And here in the closing days we see on all hands through all the nations corruption in government, letting down of the moral standards, the days of Lot are upon us, a general departure from the Word of God, and taking, putting the Bible aside is not the final authoritative inspired Word of God as it was to our forefathers. No wonder there's an increase of the religious bloodless cults and false teachers singing sweet songs under the domination and energizing of the prince of the power of the air. Turn to the fifth chapter of James. One of the signs of the times, and I'm not going to comment on it, and that is this, the intense, bitter conflict between labor and capital. You have strikes, And troublous times without end. You haven't seen anything yet. Listen here. Written 2,000 years ago. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, useless. And your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped together treasure for the last days. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Ye have lived in pleasure on earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in the days of slaughter, ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Then a word to the believers, be patient. Therefore, brethren, under the coming of the Lord, be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And these outbreaks of strikes and trouble, intense bitterness, between capital and labor is simply a sign preparing for these signs, which we'll speak upon 
next Lord's day. Now listen. Another sign, and I'll have to hasten. The increase of lawlessness and disobedience to authority. Crime and evil on all hands increasing. The throwing off of all restraint. Every man doing that which is right in his own eyes. The children of disobedience, by nature children of wrath, energized by the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And we have lawlessness increasing until finally the man of lawlessness, the man of sin, will come upon the scene of the world's government, one world, one world government, taking the reins of government for a short time. And when he does appear, then there'll be great tribulation such as the world has never seen. Now I close. Doubtless the apostles, when they asked this question in Luke 21, 7, they knew some of these signs, that is especially from the Old Testament record. But note, they did not ask concerning some of the signs or certain of the signs, but they asked this, What is the sign when these things are about to come to pass? What will be the sign that marks the end of the age? They were very specific and asked for the sign that is the definite, infallible unmistakable sign that they wanted to know that would mark the end of the age and the full restoration of Israel as the head nation in the days ahead. Wish I had an hour with you. I've given you enough, friend outside of Christ, that if you are in any way sorrowful for your sins, you should not hesitate one moment, but flee to the refuge that's in Christ Jesus and be saved today. Because right before our very eyes, we see the milepost marked off and the great milepost bringing to a consummation the end of the age, the budding of the fig tree. And I say to you on the authority of God's word, the time is short. Tomorrow may be too late. Hasten to the place of refuge, take a hold of the horns of the altar on which the brazen sacrifice is burning continually, and be ye saved, saith the Lord of hosts. For whosoever will may come. Listen to me. You friends outside of Christ in the radio audience and here in this visible audience, God's word says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. We've all sinned. Either the sinner must die for his sin or an innocent substitute die in his place instead. And I'm thankful to proclaim the good news that Christ, God's beloved Son, the innocent died for the guilty. The guiltless died for the guilty. And Christ, God's beloved Son, without spot, without sin, without blemish, came and God caused to strike upon him your sin and my sin, that if we elect and believe and come in under the sheltering shed blood of the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Whosoever will may come, and him that cometh, God says, I'll in no wise cast out.
pray for us out in the radio audience and you who are outside of Christ, give your hearts to him. Continue in prayer as we leave the air. This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you. Oh,